my wife and I had a chance to get away for a few days this week, and I, I left to run, and I came back, and she was watching a, <laughs> a board meeting of the school district. <laughs> and I guarantee you, my wife as a mom is not the only one who's been in that space mentally, emotionally, spiritually these last few weeks and months and year, year and a half. Moms and dads and guardians are exhausted. Can, can someone say amen who's a mom or dad or guardian? Exhausted. What about work? What about mask? What about vaccination? What about, well, what about the curriculum? What about CRT? What about, what about, and there's just, as if it's not hard enough and a great honor to just raise kids and keep them alive and happy and healthy and holy, when you throw this mess into the mix, it can, it can be taxing to say the least. So I want to invite you to stand and I want us to lift our voices for parents, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, aunties and uncles, guardians. Can we raise a mighty thunderous intercession for the grace of the Lord to be poured out on moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, guardians, mentors in this hour that they would have wisdom to know how to navigate the complexity of the hour, that they would have confidence and boldness, but that right now resources from heaven would be poured out over those who are in the valley of decision. So let's just lift our voice together, all together. Come on, just begin to pray. You don't have to pray, just pray. Lord, bless parents, bless moms and dads. Bless guardians, Lord. Loose vision, loose revelation, loose encouragement, Lord, right now. Pour out strength where there's weariness. Pour out hope where there's despair, Lord. We're asking that you would just pour out the Holy Spirit, that you would give courage, you would release confidence in the path that they're meant to take. Holy Spirit, we are calling on your resources, that you would move, that you would bring forth justice for our students, for our children and grandchildren, God for the ones that you've called us to love and to lead. So we just trust you right now, right now. And Lord, I just thank you right now for just pouring out grace, refreshing, God, in the midst of the chaos and the uncertainties, as many are in the valley of decision of which way to go and what school and what style of school, uh, homeschool, charter, co-op, public, Christian, Lord, I just pray that you would just so pour out the Holy Spirit right now in our region, in our, in our two respective school districts on the Central Coast, Santa Maria Bonita and Lucia Mar. Lord, I'm asking that you would just pour out the, the, the wisdom and might of God over administrators. Father, we're asking that you would break through agendas and ideas and ideologies that, Lord, you would execute justice for the sake of our students and our young ones right now. And so we just stand, we stand to just stand in solidarity, to acknowledge the difficulty, but yet to stand boldly that you are the God that has resources. Right now, release them. Release them, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You can be seated. And so, um, so moms and dads, I just want to say as your pastor and, and guardians, um, I see you and we see you. You're not alone. So if you feel alone, please reach out to us. We'll do whatever it takes. We'll start a prayer meeting. It doesn't matter. We'll do whatever it takes. We understand the complexity of the hour. 
just give me a thumbs up or say amen. And so if you're in that place of despair, it's hard to make good choices in despair. And so let's just first things first. Let's get our eyes on Jesus. Amen. Let's let's look to him. Let's lean not on our own understanding. Let's do our homework, but let's trust the Lord and let's do it together. And so if you're in that place, either online or in person, please um, just make yourself known to us. And so I'm just, we just honor you. We honor the, uh, the price that you've paid this last year and a half. And, and we just, we, you're just really special. You're really special. And the Lord honors you. And God, we just, um, we pray Raphael was right. I didn't even talk to him, but I knew we were going to do a lot of praying today. Lord, prayer is our first resort, not our last. And I pray, God, for our sons and daughters. Lord, that they would not grow up with the crippling worldview of fear, insecurity, and uncertainty, but they would be raised with a kingdom mindset the God who raises the dead. So right now, God, we just speak a word of hope and healing and a gospel word over our sons and daughters, over our grandchildren, that the Spirit, the Lord, died and rose and ascended to give you as a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind, that there is a perfect love found in Jesus that drives out all fear. So, Lord, we come against right now every agenda and scheme of hell, the crippling weight of fear and worry and anxiety and uncertainty. We break the power of that thing over those that bear our name, that bear our blood in their body. And we're loosing, Lord, right now a, a different atmosphere over our homes, over our families, Lord, over our lineage, over our, the legacy of our family trees. So, Lord, we're asking right now to be kingdom citizens with the king and his kingdom mandate and mantle resting upon our shoulders and the, the, the very breath and wind and power and energizing presence of the king, the Holy Spirit, filling and flowing through us right now in this great hour to be alive in all of its chaos and challenges. And so I'm asking God that you would pour out the spirit on our sons and daughters, that they would prophesy, that they wouldn't speak words of despair and discouragement, death and darkness, but they would speak the pregnant words of hope that are all found and flowing through the living incarnate word, Jesus Christ, whose words have life and whose words are full of the spirit, whose words change seasons and destinies and individuals and families. And, and so, Lord, we are just calling on your name for the sake of our young ones in the name of Jesus, that you would hear us, God. Right now, it's not my prayers that are powerful. I'm just agreeing with your prayer, Jesus, as our intercessor, that sons and daughters wouldn't live with an orphan mentality, always wondering, always afraid, always head down, covered up. Lord, we're asking that you would loose the spirit of sonship over our sons and daughters, that they would walk with boldness and courage and tenacity, and an undivided devotion to you in the name of Jesus, right in the midst of Babylon, that they would be shining stars that would beam and glisten with glory because of the living hope, Jesus, that is within them. 
So Lord, would you just right now stretch out your, come on somebody, come on, stretch out your hand, Father, over our sons and daughters, and would you claim them as your rightful inheritance right now in Jesus' name over our grandchildren. Father, in the name of Jesus, they are yours. We offer them to you right now. They're yours. We thank you for the privilege of partnering with you and raising them to be kingdom carriers, citizens of the everlasting kingdom. Lord, I thank you right now for raising the standard in our households, changing the dialogue, turning off the stupid television and the news, knowing what we need to know, but then, Lord, shifting the conversation, not burying our heads in the sand, but being leaders in our households. Father, I'm asking for the spirit of leadership to fall on our homes. God, every dad and mom and grandparent is a priest. They have access to the heavenly realms. They can stand in the righteousness of Jesus and release the plans and purposes of God's heart in prayer, intercession. So Lord, I pray for leadership in our homes. I pray for boldness in our homes, that we are not innocent bystanders to the cultural headwinds and tidal wave and hurricane force that comes against us. But Lord, you've actually called us to partner with you in the unfolding of your redemptive plans and purposes for the hour. Right now, God, we just speak revival in our homes. We speak, Lord, alignment in our homes. If our bed is unkept, if our minds are wandering, if, our, if there's a door open to the enemy in the spirit of despair, we close that door in the name of Jesus. And God, we're asking that you would loose a spirit of revival in our households. I pray that our sons and daughters, our grandsons and granddaughters would see a tenacious, resilient hope that presses through adversity. That Father spends more time praising than complaining. More time naming the solution found in Christ than naming all of the reasons why it's hard. I pray that you would shift the narrative, the storyline in our homes. That Lord, every home represented here and online would experience a tangible shift. A coming into agreement and alignment with the King and His kingdom in the name of Jesus. So Lord, I thank you that you hear us today. I thank you you're giving hope right now to a mom, to a dad, to a grandpa, to a grandma, to an overseer, to a mentor, to a coach, a teacher, a leader. Father, I'm asking that you would lose courage in the inner man this morning. I pray that we would know the width, the height, the depth, and the length of the love that is found and flowing through Jesus Christ this morning. I'm praying that you would take us up, take us in, take us higher, take us through this stormy season. Father, I pray that we wouldn't be echoes of the, the culture, that we would be a voice that brings clarity, that brings courage, that calls people to faith-filled, loving, obedient action in the name of Jesus. Jesus. So Lord, I pray that there would be just a dial change, that Father, we would do what it takes, whatever it takes to change the story for our families. And so in the name of Jesus, Lord, I break the power of the spirit of despair. I welcome the spirit of encouragement in the name of Jesus, the encouragement that goes all the way down to the soul. Father, I ask that you would loose the resources of heaven. Whatever we need, it's found in you. All of our fountains are found in you, Jesus. All that we need is found in you. All the glorious, great, precious promises are yes and amen in you, Jesus. And so, Father, I'm asking that you would just reveal the glory of your Son over every household, over every family, over every family tree. Lord, I pray that the glorious man, Christ Jesus, would arise with healing in his righteous wings. I'm asking God that, that the sons and daughters of the living God would flourish in an hour like today. 
in the name of Jesus. And so God, we just welcome the increase that you have for your children in our time. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you for hearing us. Can we just say amen and amen and amen to his promises? I'm telling you, you can't, you can't be passive in this season. You can't be passive. All that I just did for 20 minutes was just declare the promises. That's, that's, if you don't know the Lord in that capacity, just start today. Go on a journey. You can't. That's just too important. It's too significant to not know who you are in Jesus, to not know what God is doing in this hour. And I'm telling you, if you're relying, if, if, you're, if the allocation of time, listen, in 30 seconds on Instagram yesterday, here's what I saw. And this is where, this is where most of us live off of the social media reel or the news feed. Most people, including believers. In 30 seconds, I saw that we're in a global pandemic. There's a Delta variant, government censorship, school uncertainty. There's fires, famines, earthquakes, floods, and the South China Sea development. That was 30 seconds on social media. Now, if you don't know who you are in Jesus and you don't know God's epic end time plan of glorifying his son in the midst of the raging nations, that 30 seconds could take you to a place of despair where you so suffer from spiritual amnesia, you don't remember who you are, you don't remember what God has done, you don't remember your epic part to play in the unfolding story of Jesus. And so I'm telling you, you and I, we do not have to be what, what Paul says in Ephesians 4, blown and tossed by the waves and the cunning and craftiness of men. We can be pillars in a hurricane force wind who are sturdy, solid, strong, and unshakable because of who we're built upon, Jesus Christ. And it's not a mystery on how to become solid. You got to spend time with him. You have to spend time in it. That's what we did last week. Psalm 73. Is it worth it? But all the wicked, look, all the influential, all the, just listen to the tape last week or the podcast, whatever. Is it really worth it to be pure? Oh, get back in the sanctuary, lock eyes, lock in, turn off the noise, say yes to the invitation to know him, love him, abide in and obey him. You do that, John 13, 17, you will be blessed. And I mean blessed like unshakable blessed. I mean 1 Peter 1, we already talked about it 12 weeks ago, that unshakable inheritance that is already yours for all eternity. Amen? And so I just, I just want to just bless us with that. Um, I, mean, I really don't feel like preaching a full message. It's a really good one, but I kind of prayed the message, to be honest with you. In all, I really did. But it's, it's time to know, to remind ourselves of who we are, what God is up to, so we can change the conversation. Did you know that that is, um, when the Bible calls us witnesses, that means that we're when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon us and begins to form the life of Jesus in us, that we're bearing witness to a different reality than those who do not yet know Jesus' reality. And interestingly, one of my uh, 
One of the most interesting verses to me is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. It says this, his intent, Jesus' intent, is that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. And so in this hour, God's purpose is that the church would have a message that would agree and lift up what God the Father accomplished in the sending of His Son and what God the Father will accomplish when His Son returns. There is a, there is a manifold wisdom. Listen, I appreciate the talking heads of today. I have a couple of my favorite YouTubers, podcasters. I appreciate cultural commentary, people who can speak to issues and just get you all fired up and angry at the other side. But what all of these lack, if they're not coming from a kingdom perspective, they may get close to diagnosing problems, but there are problems in our day that are only solvable from what the church knows to be true found in flowing through Jesus Christ. There's just no other way around it. So I, listen, so if you, I, I'm not saying don't listen to talk show, podcast, whatever you do to understand the culture, but I'm telling you what... The, it's almost more despairing if that's your allocated time. You're hearing about the problems and the realities of blah, 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 blah. But if you don't understand how the gospel, there's a solution found in Jesus for that issue, you'll just walk around ticked off all the time. Come on. Is any, am I being honest? And can we just laugh or say amen? All you'll do is just be agitated and angry and grumpy. But the intent of God is yes to understand the schemes and plans. Listen, we're not unaware of his schemes. A bunch of Bible verses. He roars around like a lion. 1 Peter 5. Okay? We understand that. Amen. He's the father of lies. John 8. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10, 10. We understand all of those things. But I'm telling you, if that's the vast majority of your intake, all you walk around with is with frustration. You need the spirit of revelation to understand how God's accomplishing his purposes through his son, Jesus Christ. And so I love that verse that his intent was that through the church of both Jew and Gentile, young and old in the New Testament, slave and free, male and female, every nation, language, tribe and tongue, this new humanity that's founded in Jesus Christ he wants to release a wisdom that is irrefutable and unshakable. It will look and even be named as weak or backwards or so yesterday, but we can't afford to change the dial or change the message. When the fact is we have an assignment, and it is to make known. Everyone say make known the eternal purposes that God the Father accomplished through God the Son once and for all time. That when Jesus Christ was lifted up on that cursed pole, he drained sin, hell, death, and the grave of their stranglehold power over humanity and over all creation. And, and, and his purpose is that the church has a message that the only thing that can go deep enough to speak to the issues, the realities of culture, 
is found through the bended knee, the yielded heart, and the confessing lips that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is Lord. And so I just want to encourage you. This is where our confidence lies in this hour. Our confidence is not in ourselves. Our confidence is not in our articulation. Our confidence is not in our numbers. Our confidence is not in our resources. Our confidence is in the God who has glorified his son, Jesus Christ. When Jesus said, Father, I can say, save me from this hour. Speaking of the hour for which he was born in John 12, 27, he says, no, this is why I was born. Just glorify your name. And the Father thunders from heaven. I have glorified it. And I want you to know the, the name that the Father has chosen to glorify is cemented for all eternity. The name Jesus Christ, the Lord. And I just want us to shake off all the fear, all the nervousness of PC and political correctedness. And, and it doesn't mean we're, it just means we've got a manifold wisdom message and his name is Jesus. And, 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 it's, and it's foolish to the wise among us and it's weak to the strong, but this is the way God chooses to do things to confound the wisdom of the wise and to offend the strength of the strong by revealing his plans and purposes accomplished through his crucified, resurrected, ascended, reigning, and soon coming king, Jesus. This is our hour, church. This is the hour not to have a hearsay relationship, but a he says relationship. You won't get it. You won't just get by on a he hearsay. When the gospel makes a he says reality for every son and daughter of the Most High, I can know him. Just say that. I can actually know God. I can actually be confident. I can actually have courage. I can actually understand, have a spirit of understanding and a chaos of confusion and cloudiness. I can actually have assurance of who I am and not just perpetually feel like the ground is shaking beneath my feet. I can flourish and thrive no matter the season, circumstance, or reality because of who I'm connected to, unlike all of those around me who are grasping for higher ground. I'm already anchored. I have hope, Hebrews 6, 19, in the highest place in all of creation where Jesus Christ, the great high priest, has entered on our behalf. And I'm tethered to him. My life is found in him. Church, this is our message. This is our foundation. This is our hope for the hour. And I just want to pray right now that God would just pour out a spirit of boldness and courage. You can just feel it. The agenda, the stranglehold of fear. And I want you to know that you do not have to come under that yoke. It has nothing to do with not being kind and considerate and being wise with your life, your health, etc. 
But I just want to say we refuse to come under any other yoke than the yoke of Jesus. Amen. Does anyone have just a, a moment where you just would say, Chatty, I, I want to grow. I want to I grow in my identity, confident in who I am in Jesus. If that's you, I want to pray for you specifically. I prayed for you generally, but if that's you today, you would say, I want Jesus. Go ahead and stand on your feet. I want to pray for you. A confidence, a conviction, and a clarity that the Lord would deposit something deep within your spirit today. And really, he'd be giving you an invitation for a journey to grow in your Colossians 2, 6 through 7 reality of being rooted and established in Christ, unshakable. And just right now, just ask the Holy, say, Holy Spirit, go deep in me today. Just, just right now, you talk to him. I don't need to talk to him for you. He's the great high priest. Right now, just say, Holy Spirit, take me deeper in the love and the glory of Jesus. Take me deeper. Let the roots grow deeper in me. Just talk to him. He's just, he's like a friend. Talk to him in your own words. Jesus, I want to be solid. I want to know who I am. I want identity to be unshakable. Spend a few moments just talking to Jesus, the Father. Go deeper, Lord. Go deeper. Father, I pray right now on the inside of us that you would break up the fallow ground. Ground that maybe was once given up. That's what fallow ground is. It was once useful, but now it's just light dormant. Lord, I, I speak to every fallow place inside of us. That God, you would just take the, 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 the hammer of your word. You'd break that ground up and you'd begin to sow and deposit kingdom seed inside of us again. Seeds, Lord, that have the capacity to be fruitful. They have the capacity, Lord, to, to bear fruit, not just for us, but for those you've called us to love and to lead. And so, Lord, we speak to every heart and every, every square inch of fallow ground that you'd break it up again, that it become tender, it become soft and receptive to your voice, to your word in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that right now the roots would grow deeper, that you would just, you, we would find new soil in the grace of God. Take us deeper, God. Father, I pray for a tangible shift in our allocation of time, focus, and energy that, God, we would give ourselves to seeking first the King and His everlasting kingdom and the righteousness that He has made available through His Son, Jesus. So, Father, right now, I just thank You for a, a transition, a shift right now. Uh, and something as practical as time management, focus, energy, resolve, and effort. We welcome your grace in our life. Just tell them that. I welcome your grace in my life. That grace that comes to enable and empower, to teach and to train and to empower. And so, Lord, I thank you right now for a spirit of confidence 
to rest upon us like a garland. Let it rest upon the, the, the shoulders of your people, confidence, boldness, freedom in Jesus. And I just pray right now as the, the weightiness of the hour can cripple us, I pray for a vibrant spirit over our church and over the church a spirit that is winsome, that is alive, that is, that's not light and carefree in the sense of ignorance, but light and free because we know who we are in the Father's house. We know who we are as the beloved of God, the bride of Christ, the body of Jesus, the temple of the Holy Spirit, the family of believers. God, I'm praying for these realities, these identity realities to just go all the way down in the inner man or woman of our people today. And I just speak a word of encouragement and hope that, God, it would be just impenetrable in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Before we go, I just, I just want to just give you a word. You can sit down just for a few seconds. Um, you know, my wife and I were talking yesterday, and, and I think many of us, and we're, we're done. I'm not going to preach a whole message again, but... Many of us think, I think if we thought of the needs, does everyone understand what I mean by the difference between wants and needs? Comprende en español. Wants and needs. And, and I, I want to contend, if we don't learn the lesson that Paul learned in Philippians 4, that whether well-fed or hungry, rich or poor, clothed or naked, he says this, I've learned, learned the secret. Come on, everybody say, I've learned the secret. This is the secret lesson the Lord wants to teach the church in the, right here in our church and in the church. I've learned the secret to be content in every circumstance and season and situation. I can do it all through him. I can unpack that and go backwards through Philippians. I won't. But I want us to learn that secret together. That secret of content. And as my wife and I talked, and, and I challenge you, if you we, when we think about those lists that we think we need or want, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, so that we can flourish, I want to contend and provoke us to go to that list and say, Jesus, you said in Psalm chapter 1, that the righteous bear fruit in every season. Jesus, you said you watch over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked perish. Jesus, you said in John chapter 17, uh, in Jeremiah 17, 5 through 10, that even in the drought, the righteous are bearing fruit. And so I just want to challenge us of those things, of those things that are challenged in culture, those things that are challenged right now in your own inner dialogue, those things that are challenged as you talk to your, your, your circle of influence, your spouse or friend or roommate, as we think about, man, if this happens or that happens, then, then oh, I want us to be resolved to have that conversation again with the Lord, that we, are, we have the capacity to flourish and thrive no matter external circumstances or seasons or situations. 
in the grace of God. Blessed is the one who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or sit in the, you know, stand in the seat of mockers. Or, you know, but his delight is on the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season whose leaf does not wither. Amen. Amen. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. And I want you to just claim this promise. I am not chaff if I'm a son of the, or a daughter of the living God. I'm not chaff. I'm not going to be blown away. I can flourish. I can be rooted and established in Jesus, Colossians 2, 6, and 7. I can thrive no matter external pressure or circumstance. And you and I, we are going to be tested on this secret that Paul said was a secret, but he sort of let us in on the secret. It's all about Jesus. If you're not connected to him, we're hopeless. But guess what? In and through Jesus, connection 24-7, 365 is our inheritance and possibility. And so, Father, I just pray again, as we think about closing this corporate gathering down, I pray that the Holy Spirit would provoke us and that we would begin to declare the truth. We were made to flourish and to bear fruit no matter what we face because of who we're connected to, who's on the inside of us, and whose words are unshakable and irrevocable, whose words bear fruit in every season, and whose words never return void, but always accomplish the purpose for which they're sent. So, Father, I pray that tenacity over our people right now. God, take us in to that great place in Jesus' mighty name.